Hey, welcome to Midlife Clarity, where we are talking about how you can get exactly what you want out of your next chapter. I'm your host, Monica Shell, and you are listening to the fourth episode of Midlife Clarity. And just remember, it's clarity because the crisis is not mandatory. This week, we're going to be talking about principle number three from my 10 principles of transformation. And remember, Some of this is really basic, especially for those of you who've been um, following me for a while or having conversations with me. A lot of it's going to be familiar to you, but I want to make sure that we're all on the same page and we have this kind of common language so that we can have better, deeper, more meaningful conversations later on down the road and we all are on the same page. That's what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. I started this for people who have kind of reach that stage in life where you're wondering what's it been all about? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing what I was put on this earth to do? I don't feel like I'm making enough of an impact in life. I don't feel like I'm really um, living my purpose. So if you are asking yourself those questions in the middle of the night, if you're laying there at three in the morning, looking at the ceiling, uh, asking yourself all these questions, This is for you. You're in the right place. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Before we get started, I wanted to make a couple of announcements because I've been working on a couple of other projects behind the scenes that I want to keep y'all updated on. So first of all, I am in the process of writing a book. I do not have the title yet. You'll be the first to know whenever I get that figured out. But A few months ago, I had offered on my Facebook page anybody who wanted to read kind of the intro of the book to see what it's about, see if they would be interested. I really was interested in feedback. Um, I had made that offer. A few people did accept, read it, gave me really good insight and feedback, really positive reception on what I had written at that point so far. If that's something that you would like to take a look at to see if it's a book that you would be interested in, just send me an email or even better yet, come on into the Midlife Clarity Telegram chat and drop a note in there and let me know. And I will send you a copy of of that particular piece. It's kind of like an introduction to the book. It gives you an idea of what the premise of the book is going to be. So I think that if you're listening to this podcast then the book is going to be something that's of interest to you and will be helpful for you. I'll just say that much. The rest of it, I'm not even going to try to sway your opinion. I will give you the option to form your own opinion. So that's out there. Let me know if you would like to get a sneak peek at it. And I will be updating you as we go on, as I work on the book and as I start to edit it and just keep you updated on when it's going to be published and all that. Second thing is... Those of you who do know me also know that I am personally on a grief journey right now. I am um, six months into the world of widowhood. I lost my husband in October of 2022, and that's a journey that I wouldn't wish on anybody, but at some point, we're all going to go through experiencing some kind of loss, and I have learned a lot about myself through it. I have also learned that there are things that could have made the beginning of that journey easier for me. And I have been pulled to set up a Facebook group, number one, for women in particular who are living alone 
as a result of either death or divorce after years of living with a partner. And if you want to come into that Facebook group, be happy to have you there if, if that's kind of your situation. If you have been married or with a partner for many years and then suddenly either due to death or divorce you find yourself alone. What I'm trying to do is kind of build up a support group of people women in particular who are in that situation because there's there's things that if you haven't experienced it hardships that only can come from being in that particular situation only somebody who's experienced it can relate and um, and help support and offer insights to each other so that Facebook group is there the other thing is that I'm being pulled to set up a branded physical product company that is going to serve women in that situation. Basically women who are living alone, in particular women who have been used to living with a partner and now are not, or their husband travels quite a bit. There are some things that I know would have made my life a little easier. Um, I would have been able to cope a little bit better and particularly would have been able to sleep better. My biggest hurdle, besides just the grief of missing him in the beginning, was that I didn't sleep. I found myself going for weeks and weeks, only getting an hour or two of sleep a night. And it really takes a toll on your mental and emotional well-being. I know there are at least probably right off the top of my head three, four products that I have in mind that I know would be super helpful for other people in that situation. I'm at the point of getting prototypes in probably in the next couple of weeks for some particular items that I've had designed specifically to help. And I'm not going to get into detail about them now, but I will be kind of posting about that journey on my personal Facebook page. And if you want to talk about it, if you're interested in maybe reviewing some prototypes as I go along, I'm going to be looking for feedback and insight on those products because I want them to be really high value for the people who need them. That's why I want to test them to make sure that they help in the way that I think they will. So more to come on that. Really interesting stuff going on. Really exciting things for me. I feel like I am leaning into just another layer of my purpose of of what God has me on this earth to do to serve in a very particular way. And all of that is going to hand in hand with the coaching and mentoring that I've been doing for years now. So very exciting. Hope you'll stay tuned. Hope you'll follow the journey. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's hop into this week's topic. This week, again, is principle number three from 10 Principles of Transformation. This one is drum roll. Raising the floor is better than aiming for the ceiling. Raising the floor is better than aiming for the ceiling. What do I mean by that? Well, if you could see me right now, you'd see I'm holding my hands a certain distance apart vertically. Let's say, for example, this could apply to anything, but let's say in my case, I had kind of fallen off the exercise wagon, especially when my husband was sick and and then after he died, um, I, I wasn't getting any exercise. I mean, it was all I could do to just drag myself to work when I did go back to work and then come home and take care of my animals and 
go to bed. Getting up early enough to exercise just was not in the cards for me. Once I decided that I wanted to get my body moving again, if I had said, I'm going to exercise seven days a week, I'm going to get on that treadmill seven days a week. I know I can do it because I've done it before. It would have been very hard for me to maintain that week after week. And what happens when we set our sights on aiming for the ceiling all the time, and and I can speak on this because I've done it. When we set our sights on aiming for the ceiling all the time, we set ourselves up to fail. We set ourselves up to see that failure in ourselves and to beat ourselves up about it. We know that we can do it because we've done it before, right? I mean, a lot of you who are listening to this, you probably at some point have been able to work out in some fashion seven days a week. But if it's not something that you have built into a habit over the course of time, it's not really sustainable. Life happens. You know, you oversleep. You get sick. Um, A kid gets sick. You have to take a dog to the vet. All of these things happen. You have to go into work earlier than expected. And your schedule gets a little off. There's a lot of conversation in the self-help world right now about discipline. And there's certain influencers who speak a lot about discipline. And, you know, there's freedom in discipline. And I agree with that to a certain extent. But if you're in a situation where you're just trying to establish new habits for yourself, whatever it is, it is extremely hard to maintain that knock it out of the park level of performance every single day, day in and day out. So if I said I'm going to exercise every day, I might do that for a week. I might even do it for two weeks. There's going to come a point where I just, I can't get it done that day. For whatever reason, I don't. It's not that I can't, I don't get it done that day. Then what happens? Then I start beating myself up because I didn't do it. Because success, as I've defined it by the goal, is only if I hit every single day. You see what I'm saying? Your definition of success for that particular habit is knocking out of the out of the park and performing at the absolute highest level consistently. If that is how you define success, you are setting yourself up for disappointment, for failure, and to beat yourself up. What if instead of aiming for that ceiling constantly, we raise the floor? What I mean by raising the floor is you think about, you know, the worst week you ever had. Still use an exercise as the example here. Doesn't have to be that, but since it's easy, we'll use it. What if we think about the worst week we ever had, which for me was none, no exercise. And what if we said, all right, instead of going from zero to seven days a week, I'm going to go from zero to one. I might get more than that, but my goal is to show up one day a week for myself and do this workout or do this treadmill walk or whatever it is one day a week. Again, I may do more, but I am going to call it a success if I can consistently show up for myself 
one day a week, let's say for several weeks in a row, three, four weeks. Once I prove to myself that I can do that consistently, then maybe I set a new goal of two days. And then I make sure that I can hit that consistently. When you do that, what you're really doing is raising the floor. You're always going to do better than your worst performance. So when you're able to do that, if you think about it again, imagine my two hands are in front of my face right now, one kind of on top of the other, about six inches away from each other. When you go from zero to one, your floor came up. When you go from one to two, your floor comes up some more. What's happening? That floor is getting closer to the ceiling. So when you are consistently getting better than your worst performance, consistently improving on that, you're going at a steady pace towards your ceiling all the time. You're not setting yourself up for failure. You're not setting yourself up to beat yourself up about your lack of discipline. You're just steadily what we call micro-stepping into an improved state of being, whatever the habit is that you're trying to work on. Why this is important is doing it this way supports momentum. It's like a snowball effect. If anybody has ever paid attention to Dave Ramsey, you know how he tells you to pay your debt off using a debt snowball. You start with the smallest, get it paid off, take that money, throw it towards your next biggest debt, on and on and on. It snowballs. This is kind of like that in that your momentum is building. Winning leads to more winning. And it feels like winning when you set that goal and you're consistently showing up for yourself to meet the goal, right? That's what winning feels like. If you can put it in that frame of mind, if you put it in that context, and then it, it just supports more winning. It's also important because it eliminates extreme peaks and valleys in performance. Consistency is king anytime we're trying to make adjustments in our lives, make changes, make improvements. Consistent application and showing up is king, not these extreme peaks and valleys. And again, just like I mentioned, it helps you avoid the overwhelm and the shame and the burnout both your own expectations and and your perception of others' expectations, those can be your worst enemy. If you get in this state of overwhelm and shame and burnout, you can get into what a mentor of mine, Nick Peterson, calls a doom loop, which is really bad. You're constantly trying to overcorrect and overcorrect, and you go this way and that way, and you're kind of circling around that goal, but you start to spiral out of control. The main way you can avoid doing that is to not have these huge, unrealistic expectations that you're going to be knocking that ceiling out every single week or every day or whatever you know, period of time this goal is associated with. So if there were improvements that you wanted to make, I would ask you to consider thinking about what micro steps you can take to get to that goal. How can you set yourself some micro goals 
that will allow you to increase or improve steadily over time and bring your floor closer to the ceiling. And remember, this is about what you can show up and do consistently. I'm always going to come to you with some things to think about that might keep you from being able to grasp this concept and run with it. The old beliefs that might be in your head that might keep you from believing that this concept can help you integrate improved performances or improved habits for yourself. One of those beliefs is that uh, I have to be perfect or I might as well not do it. I have to be perfect or I might as well not do it. Another one is I've done X before. I should be able to do it all the time. Remember what I mentioned before? I've, I've worked out seven days a week before, so I should be able to do it all the time, right? If you believe that, it's going to keep you from taking the next steps on, on this particular concept. Another one is anything worth doing is worth doing right. How many times have you been told that by a parent or grandparent or whatever? How about this deep-seated belief that I'll get in trouble if I'm not perfect? Yeah. How about people look down on me when I'm not perfect? Are you thinking about what other people think when they look at you? Especially if you've been public about it. You know, if you've announced that you're on this healthcare journey uh, for yourself, if you've announced that you're going to go to the gym every day, then it becomes this thing in your head where you're thinking, well, if I don't go, what are people thinking about me? Well, I missed yesterday. I can't tell anybody. What are they going to think? People look down on me when I'm not perfect. How about if I don't prove that I'm a consistent high performer, then people won't respect me. You ever have that thought? That at work or in your social circles, if you're not consistently a high performer, that you just won't have their respect. How about I only stand out from the crowd when I'm the best? I only stand out from the crowd when I'm the best. I know that's going to hit a nerve with some of you. And my favorite, from one of my favorite movies, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. So those are just some of the things that you might be thinking. Again, that annoying roommate in your head might be pointing out to you that may give you some trouble when you think about implementing this concept. Let's talk about how we can reframe some of those um, into, you know, maybe a different context. So what if... We think about, I have to be perfect or I might as well not do it. What if we change that up and say, my effort and attention are my levers. I don't need to be perfect to be better. And key there, I don't need to be perfect to be better. How does that feel when you say that instead of, if I can't be far perfect, I might as well not do it. How about whenever, if you have the thought, I've done X before, I should be able to do it all the time. What if you replaced that with the best day ever is a unique set of circumstances. I get better every day by controlling what I can. Do you see the difference there? The difference in context, the difference in perspective. Instead of saying, oh, I've done this before, I should be able to do it again. Think about it. 
that was a unique set of circumstances that all the stars aligned for you to be able to do that. You get better and better every day by controlling what you can. How about that third one? Anything doing is worth doing right. Well, I have a different take on that. I think that anything worth doing is worth figuring out. (laughs) How about if we change that to, I can do things right without being attached to a perfect outcome. Because what happens, and and again, this is something we're going to talk about a lot in the future, but when we are attached to the outcome rather than the process, We're constantly going to be disappointed when we don't achieve the big goal. Every day that we don't have the the body that we want, we're in a constant state of disappointment. If we are attaching our sense of satisfaction or sense of accomplishment to the outcome itself. But when we are attaching our satisfaction and sense of accomplishment to the process of doing the right things the right way for the right reasons, then you can achieve that sense of accomplishment and satisfaction every day just by doing the right thing, the things that you can control, controlling them and making improvements on a regular basis. The fourth one that I mentioned earlier is I'll get in trouble if I'm not perfect. I mean, this is one of those deep-seated things that probably goes back to a seed planted in childhood. How about we forget about getting in trouble and we replace that with my consistent improvement will result in long-term high performance. I'll say it again. My consistent improvement will result in long-term high performance. Do you see how much different that sounds? This is not you getting in trouble. There's my air quotes again. This is about you reaching goals of long-term high performance. This is chess, not checkers. And if you want to play the long game, and I highly recommend you play the long game because that's where sustainability comes in, you want consistent improvement. How about the one that I mentioned that says, if I don't prove I'm a consistent high performer, people won't respect me. What if we said, I determine my own value by being a consistent contributor? Again, that annoying roommate is telling you that nobody's going to respect you if you're not performing at the highest level all the time. And what I say is that you can determine your own value by being a consistent contributor. That's what it takes. How about I only stand out from the crowd when I'm the best? Well, I say true leaders focus on sustainable growth, not temporary glory. And I'm unique and amazing. No one is like me. And of course, The famous quote from Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. I was high when I said that. I'm kidding, but this movie always stands out to me because he has based his whole life on the premise that if you're not first, you're last. And then his dad says, 
Oh, Ricky, I was high when I said that. But the reality is that most of us have based how we approach life and how we approach making improvements or making changes that we want to make. Uh, most of us are basing our approach on a seed planted when we were kids. Just another way to look at it. Once you can shift the way you look at success and failure, raising the floor starts to look like the most logical approach to improving. It's easier. It is more trackable and correctable because if you think about it, if you're working the process, if you're working to make tiny improvements on a consistent basis, you will very easily be able to see when you get off track. You know, you don't have to wait to see if you get off track. You'll see it early and you can make those corrections. Doing it this way provides you lift through momentum. Again, wins build on wins. That's momentum. It takes away the pressure of perfection. And I'm here to tell you that striving for perfection, being a perfectionist, is a lot of pressure. It's the kind of stress that you put on yourself that no one else is doing to you. You're doing it to yourself. And lastly, it is sustainable forward motion. The, the worst thing we can do is stop moving. The worst thing we can do is to grow stagnant and to stop trying to move towards the things that we really want, whether it is improved health, whether it's improved relationships, whether it is a new business, a, a new career. The worst thing we can do is stop moving forward. And this method of Small, sustainable improvements consistently done over the course of time is the best way to guarantee yourself sustainable forward motion. So let's zero in on one of your beliefs about chasing that highest point or even going for perfection versus steadily doing better than your worst day. What if you zero in on one of those things, pick out what that annoying roommate in your head is saying, and I hope by now, you know, we're four episodes in, I hope by now you know what I'm talking about when I talk about that annoying inner roommate in your head. See if you can hear what that roommate's saying and, and zero in on it. Write it down. You know, journal about it. Write it down on a piece of notebook paper what the, the roommate is telling you. And then think about how you can reframe that or answer that roommate with a truth that serves you. Hopefully there's enough here for you to be able to run with it. I would love to hear from you. Come on into the Midlife Clarity Telegram chat. I'm just waiting for you to, to come in and let me know what you think about what I'm talking about. Let me know how you might have applied it. And then also... Just remember, if you want to hear more about the book progress and the physical products brand that I'm working on bringing to market soon, would love to talk about that too. That is it for this week. I'm so glad you joined me and I cannot wait to hear from you in the Telegram chat. And remember, what we're going for here is midlife clarity because the crisis is not mandatory. 
Talk to you next week.